It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. Hey, guys. This is DJ All with the Wolverine.com, and we're back with another live recruiting show here exclusively on our YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, make sure to subscribe for free. Get alerts every time we drop a new video, which is pretty frequently during the football season. Also, like this video. Uh, it helps us get in front of other Michigan fans, so we have more questions, more things to talk about, and uh, just helps us overall um so appreciate everybody that's already in the chat just want to clarify something really quick um our producer just put this comment in the chat box so we are sorry about questions getting deleted uh, if you do put them in the chat box too early it's actually our live streaming partner Streamyard that gets rid of them uh, not exactly sure how to fix that problem. So the only solution that we can offer right now, if you're getting your, if you're putting your questions in at like two or three p.m. or something like that, it's to just put them in closer to showtime because for whatever reason, if you put them in super early, Streamyard gets rid of them. So there's nothing really we can do or that uh, YouTube can do. It's more so a back end. Uh, StreamYard issue, so hopefully we can, uh, you know, just solve that by you guys getting your questions in a little closer to showtime. I know John, um, A. Schultz, and a couple others had their questions in early, so we'll actually go ahead and uh, and start with uh, John A. Schultz. Uh, but yeah, keep showing some love. Scott Naps in here saying hell yes. So uh, John. Uh, a Schult, um, you know, that's the answer for those of you that are just filing in. Get your questions in closer to showtime, and uh, and they won't be deleted. And uh, John's showing love by saying he's okay with that, so you should be too. But let's start with his questions since his were deleted. And uh, John says, which 2025 Michigan targets do you think are like Cole Sullivan and Devin Baxter, recruits who you think are underrated, severely underrated by the services of those who is UM in a good position with? Um, that's a good question. I think that uh, there are quite a few guys out there that don't really have high rankings right now because, you know, on three and some of the other services haven't really had a chance to evaluate them yet i'll throw out uh a name that i like along the offensive line that michigan would have a good chance with and that's will black out of uh choate rosemary hall out in connecticut same school as manual beagle he's uh you know taller offensive tackle i don't think he's ranked really high right now if at all but i had a chance to see him during the spring evaluation period, and it was actually the same, and, and here's Will Black right now. Uh, he's not ranked that low. He's, I guess he's in the 360s right now, but he only has 
two ratings, one from on three being a three star and the other from rivals also having him as a three star, but uh, six foot seven, 285 pounds fits that left tackle mold. But as I was saying, I, I went out to choke to see Manuel Beagle in the spring, who's obviously committed to Michigan. And it was the same day that Michigan defensive line coach, uh, Mike Elston and defensive coordinator, Jesse Minter were out there as well. And, you know, obviously we were all watching Manuel Beagle and this kid popped up. And I remember Mike Elston looking at Minter and being like, yo, we have to call Sharon right now and we need to get this kid an offer. And later that day, Black did notch an offer for Michigan. He made his first unofficial visit in the summer. And uh, I think with the Manuel Beagle connection, the fact that he's already visited, I think that'll help Michigan for sure. And I, I really like him. I, I think he's going to rise up the rankings. It's hard to find true left tackle type prospects. And, and Black certainly has the length, the feed, and just uh, passed the eye test for sure uh, during that spring evaluation. Um, so, yeah, I, I would say Will Black just to throw a, a couple of others out there. Um, trying to scroll through. Uh, and see who else would be really underrated. I would say that Justin Rowe is another one for sure. So I have a little list of 25s here. Uh, Justin Rowe is a guy that I'm really excited about that Michigan fans don't seem to know a lot about. He is out of Asheville, North Carolina. So he's way out there close to the uh, Great Smoky Mountain National Park. So I don't think anybody's had a chance to see him. His photo is a little gory photo. He's ranked number 497 overall. He's a three-star on on three. He's a low three-star on rivals, almost a two-star. And you see Michigan has the lead on the on three recruiting prediction machine. I'm saying right now Justin Rowe is the next Jaden Smith. He's the exact type of prospect that Chris Partridge likes. Six foot three, 195 pounds. So a little bit of a skinnier backer with a lot of room to add some really good weight over the next couple of years. He's a bit of a flex guy, meaning he can play linebacker, but he can also play the edge spot. He actually started off as a safety last year as a sophomore. So um, again, a lot to like about Justin Rose potential. You saw Michigan this cycle take guys like Jaden Smith, like Mason Curtis, like Cole Sullivan, guys with versatility that uh, can play multiple positions, just true defensive athletes. And Justin Rowe fits, you know, that description. And like I said, I, I think he's a lot closer to Jaden Smith when looking at the athletes in Michigan's 2024 recruiting class. He's already visited twice. He was on campus for the barbecue at the big house. He is a priority for the Wolverines, and I actually plan to hit the road and watch him in person soon. But I, I definitely like what he's put in, on tape and, and knowing his potential. And he's, he's pretty new to the game as well. He's originally um, from Canada, so he's, he's definitely one to watch. And, you know, so we don't go way over time here answering John's question. I'll offer one more, and that is uh, Jamari Deloach uh, here out of Chesapeake, Virginia, so not too far away from where I live right now. Um, 
but I had a chance to see Jamari Deloach in August for, you know, fall camp practices. And he's a guy that I came away really impressed with. He's uh, a smaller corner for sure. Well, he's listed at six foot. Um, I think that listing's wrong. He's probably a lot closer to 510. Uh, the only service that has him rated is a three star uh, is on three who has him as a three star. Uh, but he's definitely not six foot. He's uh, like I said, much closer to five ten. He's a bit of a shorter nickel type of corner. I just don't think that there's a you know a verified height with him. But um, but again, I had a chance to see him live. And even though he's a bit of a shorter corner, man, I texted a Michigan source right after I saw him practice, and I was like, this kid is like uh, Mike Sainer still. For sure, like he looks exactly like him. Uh, now, I didn't cover uh, Sainer still as a recruit, but just watching some Michigan games in the past, that's who Deloach reminded me of. And the source texted back, yes, that's exactly who we like him as. And when I talked to Deloach after the practice, he told me Michigan sees me as Sainer still. They showed me his film when I was on campus and uh, he, he was at the barbecue at the big house and had a chance to break down film with Steve Klingscale. So they pointed to Mike as the guy that they envisioned to loach as. So, you know, he doesn't have very many big offers. I think, you know, he, he basically has some ACC offers like a Duke, Virginia Tech, schools like that. But I, I do think that he's a really interesting prospect that, Michigan will value more than his ranking. He may not shoot up the rankings, but Michigan will value him a lot more because they do see him as a Sainer still 2.0. So uh, good question there from John to start off this show. We already have questions in, guys. So if you want to jump the line and contribute to my travel budget so I can keep traveling around the country, you can hit that donate button. That super chat allows you to jump the line. Um so you can get your questions answered. And, and John is going first because he had his questions in here early and they were unfortunately deleted. Um, but like I said earlier, it looks like we have more people on the show. Please get your questions in closer to um, airtime and they hopefully won't get deleted. It's an issue that the uh, back, uh, back end is having with, uh, with our streaming partner, StreamYard. Uh, let's go to John again, and he says, how do you grade a running back like Micah Kapana, who is running behind an offensive line full of four-star talent? Is there any worry he only looks good because of them? I think you need to look at recruits in terms of, again, how they project to the next level, right? You need to watch film and see what they do well individually, aside from the offensive line. So it's like we had this entire discussion with Jaden Davis putting up these monster stats and he has Goodwin and Ship and David Sanders blocking for him and things of that nature. It's not about stats and it's not about what team you play for necessarily. I mean, it always helps to see guys going up against quality competition like Kaapana because it gives you a look at how they stack up right next to their peers. But you have to be able to evaluate guys individually aside from you know, who they're running behind, who they're throwing to, what type of numbers they're putting up. And Kapana is not a guy that's putting up monster numbers, but he is a guy that has a very uh, high yard per carry. And when you watch Kapana's film, he splits reps with another running back as well. So it's also hard to 
it's hard to get a real grade for him, mostly because of that. I'm not, you know, looking at it like, oh, he's running behind the best offensive line in the country. He is, but I'm looking at it as I want a bigger sample size. He only gets like five or six carries a game, so it's just really hard to tell on film. Zach Libby is going to go out and evaluate him live. But I really like Ka'apane. He got bumped up on on three to a low four-star, which is where I have him graded right now. He has really good speed, great vision. He's a plus pass catcher. I think he's a great complement to Michigan commit Jordan Marshall, who's more of a ground and pound between the tackles guy. Now, Marshall has improved his speed, and he's shown a little juice too. But I think Ka'apane is just that type of guy that you want to pair with a tough runner like Jordan Marshall. But I think when looking at Ka'apana, you know, he's a really hard recruit to grade, mostly because of the sample size, though. But I, I really do like what he puts out in that small sample size. Uh, looks like that was um, that was it from John Schultz. So we'll get back to the normal line. And Tito Lopez was in here pretty early. His comments did not get deleted, and he was in here at 5.15. So I guess you're safe within two hours. Is Jaden Davis the best quarterback you've covered that's not J.J. McCarthy? Oh, man, that's a good question. Because if we're talking about, like, through different beats, I haven't covered very many good quarterbacks. So even when I was on the Texas beat, it was um, Shane Bouchelle, who, you know, ended up transferring out of Texas. It was Casey Thompson, who had a, ended up transferring out of Texas, had a brief stint at Nebraska. It was uh, Hudson Card, who ended up transferring out of Texas and is now with Purdue. And then Sam Ellinger, who was a pretty good recruit and, and ha ended up having some success at Texas. Um, and then when I got to the well, I was briefly for three months on the Notre Dame beat, and they had Drew Pine, who was not good. Um, and then when I got to the Michigan beat, the first quarterback I ever covered was actually J.D. Johnson. And, uh, you know, hopefully J.D. Is, is doing well in life, but obviously he couldn't continue his football career, and I didn't have him rated super high to begin with. Um, and then it was J.J., and then it was Jaden Denegal, and – Alex Orgy were more project guys. So, yeah, I, am I forgetting anybody? Oh, I'm forgetting. Um, man, who am I forgetting? I'm forgetting the uh, the dude from Long Island. I can't even remember his name. That was a late take. Um, but I, obviously, he ended up transferring out as well when Michigan missed out on, on CJ Stroud. But um, yeah, that's those are the quarterbacks I've covered that have been committed to the school that I cover. Now, you know, I've covered great quarterbacks that were recruits that committed elsewhere, like Bryce Young and Kyler Murray. But as far as quarterbacks committed to the schools I covered, um, man, I would say Jaden Davis is probably second or third. He's right up there uh, with Sam Ellinger. And Sam, I kind of had graded around the same area as Jaden. Um, the thing that gave Sam a little bit more upside was his running ability. Um, Jaden's probably a better passer than Sam was. Um, 
But the thing about Sam and the thing about Jaden that is very similar is Sam was one of the best competitors I've ever covered. He was a really fiery guy, um, just great leadership qualities, not the best tools, but uh, he definitely had the the better or the best leadership qualities other than JJ. And I think Jaden Davis, even though I don't know him as well as I knew Sam, um, you know, from everything that I've been able to gather and just see with my own eyes when I've been out at Providence Day, he's probably, you know, up there with, with Sam and, and to a lesser extent, JJ. And I think JJ is just kind of an anomaly. I mean, he's the best, you know, quarterback for sure that I've ever covered that's been committed to my school and just an anomaly from a personality standpoint too. He's a very unique kid. Um, but yeah, I would say Jane Davis is probably right up there with Sam Allinger for second behind JJ McCarthy, as far as guys that I've covered that have been committed to um, the schools. Uh, Dan Villari, man, that was going to annoy me forever. Dan Villari is the other quarterback I covered that obviously transferred out of Michigan. Um uh, Tito Lopez is back with another question, and he says, do I think Michigan will lose any other 2024 commits? As of right now, no. Everybody seems fairly locked in. You know, we were a little bit worried about Dominic Nichols, three-star edge out of the DMV. Um, he had some buzz from Clemson and Wisconsin. I mentioned Florida State has been in contact, so that is a school to watch. If there is a commit to keep an eye on right now it's Dominic Nichols but for the most part everybody else seems pretty locked in all right guys before we continue to our next question we do have a message from our sponsor Susie Surma with Modus Realty are you ready to buy a home this is one of if not the most expensive purchases you'll ever make having a realtor who listens and cares about your needs is crucial Susie Surma is the right local expert for you. Susie includes a free buyer's consultation to uncover your home buying needs, maximizing experience and efficiency. Email her today at suzy at modusre.com. Let's face it, the market has been challenging for buyers. The critical piece you might be missing is having the right agent. Using a realtor that has superior knowledge and negotiation skills is key at closing on the home of your dreams. Local expert Susie Surma is your answer. Not only does she know the area, she's a fierce negotiator. Why not build equity now? Contact Susie Surma to start your customized home search today. Call Susie at 248-767-5633 or email her at susie at motusre.com. So, Thanks again to Susie. Make sure to use her, guys, if you are in the home buying market. Uh, like I've mentioned on previous shows, I was moving into a new home in Virginia and wish I had Susie as uh, my process didn't go as well. So uh, make sure to get with Susie if you're in the Ann Arbor area. Last question from Tito Lopez, and he says, will Michigan finish with the top 15 class? So uh, for those of you that haven't checked, the new team recruiting rankings, Michigan has fallen not only outside of the top 10, they are barely hanging on to a top 15 spot right now. The last time I checked the rankings, they were at number 15. So 
it's going to be tight for the Wolverines to finish in that top 15. Now some commits could get rankings bumps and they could add some late surprises. You never know. Maybe Michigan does flip Nitro Tuggle from Georgia. Maybe they do flip uh, Zaquan Patterson from Miami. Maybe they find the next Jimmy Rolder, who was a complete unknown at this time a couple of cycles ago and vaulted into the top 100. Maybe they circle back with Benedict Umain, flip him from Stanford. This is all, um, you know, best case scenario, right? But uh, as things stand right now, I think it's going to be, it's going to go down to the wire. Uh, Michigan does have a quality class right now. They have recruited well with guys that are between the top 100 and top 300. You have guys uh, on, on three that are in that range that are really quality. I mean, Andrew Sprague, uh, Jaden Davis, uh, Brady Priestborn, Blake Frazier, Jacob Odin, you know, and the list goes on. There are a lot of quality guys in that range, but what's not bumping Michigan up is top 100 level guys. The only on three top 100 recruit in the class right now is Jordan Marshall. And I wouldn't predict, at least not today, that Michigan adds another top 100 guy. So I think they hover around maybe that 14, 15, 16 range. And on top of that, if you go to Michigan's average recruit rating, it's actually outside the top 15. So I know that teams like Texas and USC that are right behind Michigan have less commits. So they're going to have a chance to jump Michigan and knock them out of the top 15. Um, and, and again, with 25 commits, there's just not a lot of room for Michigan to keep climbing the rankings right now. So really interested to see where this class ends up. Let's go ahead and go to Jeff M. And he says, please describe your process for evaluating high school players and describe how you think an elite recruiter like Steve Klinkscale evaluates players. Well, the cool thing about being on the road for satellite camps in the summer and traveling during the spring evaluation period, um, like I do, is you get to see the coaches evaluate up front. Um, you know, I think I've seen... Most of the guys evaluate up front. I've been on the road when Elston's been out on the road. I've been on the road when Minter's been on the road, Bellamy, Clink, guys like that, um, Grant Newsome. So I feel like I've seen a decent amount of guys, uh, whether it's at satellite camps or, you know, high school practices or games or things of that nature. And, you know, I think guys on the staff are really great at looking at, little details like I remember I was at a satellite camp and I was standing next to Mike McDonald and he had an entire sheet of how to grade guys and he had the I don't know if it's like it would be it was weird to me at the time and then I was you know looking more into it because of that uh, but I think it'd be weird for you guys like some of the things that he was looking at were like ankle flexibility and it, to me it was kind of over my head it's like what how are you looking at ankle flexibility uh but that was like one of the key things he was judging on his little sheet and when i've been on the road uh with jesse minter as well 
he kind of has the same methodical approach of looking at really minor details. And I would assume it's the same thing with Jay Harbaugh. And, uh, you know, I think there's a preference um, when it comes to specific positions for guys like, you know, obviously you know, Chris Partridge likes more thinner, more athletic backers than maybe a George Hilo did who, who recruited uh, more thicker type guys that were built well in both halves. So I think it just depends from coach to coach on, you know, what they really value at their specific person, at their specific position. When it comes to me, you know, I'm looking at guys overall. So I don't have, I'm not recruiting for the team, right? So, you know, if I'm recruiting a quarterback, uh, I like guys that, can run. I like taller quarterbacks, you know, things, things of that nature, but I'm not recruiting, you know, for the team. So it doesn't really matter what I would look for uh, in a quarterback. It matters how I would grade them against the other quarterbacks nationally. And the same goes for any position group. So I think the, you know, it, it varies position to position what I'm evaluating for, but it's all, you know, kind of the same thing. How do these tools translate to the collegiate level and my evaluation process starts young. I usually see guys when they're underclassmen. Uh, everybody knows I hit the road more than anyone in this market. So I try to get to as many games and practices and camps and things of, of that nature uh, to see what these guys look like live, as opposed to just being able to watch, you know, some huddle highlights and the Michigan staff does that as well. Obviously they watch a lot of film they have guys in the department like Denard that watch film and then they go out on the road and they see guys um, in live action. But I think a lot of the minor details you're probably looking for just varies again, position to position. Uh, let's go down to Courtney Harper. Uh, what will be the number we get to uh, for commits flipping Patterson, flipping Justin Scott, who will finish as a four star that's currently a three. Um, so number of commits is tough. Obviously right now they're at 25. I mean, they have enough room to potentially get to 30. There just might not be guys that fill that they want to fill that, you know, they are looking at senior risers. They're continuing to work on guys like Zaquan Patterson, who you mentioned is committed to Miami. I don't think there's really any hope for Justin Scott as of today, who's committed to Ohio State. I think it's more uh, Zaquan Patterson and Nitro Tuggle would be the two, you know, big flip names that we've talked about a ton on this show and guys they would take for sure. Then you have guys that they, you know, could press for that they like, like a Sire Torrance who's committed to Michigan State in the secondary. And like I said, they, they might go for, you know, senior risers, guys that pop up late especially at positions like the nose or you know a three tech um they still need another edge right now they're working on flipping elias rudolph back from miami but they are also evaluating other guys so i think they maybe get to you know 28 29 um maybe not 30 but it'll be interesting to see who they end up with and if they're able to complete any flips and then as far as a four star that's currently or a guy that's currently a three that could finish as a four um 
you know, in the industry rankings, I think Micah Kaapana, who we just talked about, is definitely a candidate to move from a three to a four on three, just bumped them up to a low four star. The more uh, sample size we get on Kaapana, I think the, the more he'll move up the rankings. Uh, he's, like I said, just a, a great compliment to Jordan Marshall. I think he's a high three star on all the other services. So if he also gets a slight bump elsewhere, he's a guy that could end up before. And then Josiah Edmond um, is a prospect I really like, the corner out of Indiana. He reminds me of Jair Hill in the sense that he's, you know, a taller, longer corner that does everything for his high school team from playing wide receiver to corner to punter. That's exactly what Jair Hill did. So I think Josiah Edmond is a guy that, wasn't on a lot of radars and just kind of popped up and is a, a big part of the class. You see he's a three-star across the board, but he did get a bump on the on-three ratings going up to a high three-star. And it looks like most of the other services do have him as a high three-star. So if he gets a slight bump from a couple of services, he could certainly finish as a four-star. And then – the last one I'll say is maybe Dominic Nichols. I mean, he's having a really strong senior season. He was originally ranked as an on 300 prospect and tumbled all the way down to a three star. Now the drop came mostly based on last year's film where he didn't even play defense full time because he spent a lot of time on the offensive side of the ball and also because of camps. And when Dominic, did uh, the Under Armour camp in Baltimore this offseason. He was coming off of foot injury, so he was really rusty and didn't put up his best performance. But he's still a high three-star across the board, and I think he's a guy that uh, could definitely move into that back into the four-star territory, which, you know, is where he was previously ranked. And you have to think about it, like, we're talking about Dominic Nichols being a flip candidate. I mean, there's a reason that other schools are still interested in him for sure. Um, Butter XO, do you think Micah Kapana will jump in the rankings by the end of the senior season? We kind of just touched on that. I, I do. I think he's a candidate to move up to a four star. And oh, it looks like we uh, we hit our 30 minutes, so we're gonna go rapid fire. Um, Kevin Hall says, EJ, have you heard about recruits charging 5K just to visit schools? So obviously, Ohio State's athletic director did say that today on social media, and I have heard that. So, um, yeah, I would say that, you know, school, some schools are willing to pay just to get guys on campus. It's getting crazy. Uh, KB says, is Michigan still recruiting internationally through the PPI program? Uh, yes, they are. They definitely uh, had Brandon Collier back on campus this summer. He just, uh, I don't think the 2025 class is as strong in Europe. I think the 2024 class had a lot of big names, uh, including Manuel Beagle, but that relationship is still very strong in Michigan. We'll still continue to monitor guys overseas, thanks to Mike Elston's connection to Brandon Collier, dating back to his time at Notre Dame. And uh, Collier obviously is familiar with Michigan as well as he sent Julius Welsh off to Ann Arbor. And uh, Coach Jake WCB says, need to get Aiden Coleman, an, a 2027 edge from Mississippi. Uh, Chris Partridge knows where he's at. He's a dog. I would say, My suggestion there would be to get him to a camp this summer. Michigan is really good at actually evaluating guys 
at camp and not just collecting money from their registration. Uh, Corey Crutchfield says, do you think Michigan will ever recruit at an Ohio State level? And this is the last question, so shout out to Corey. Um, I mean, Michigan is capable of it if they do something from an, from an NIL perspective. I mean, everything is there, right? You have, um, you know, an elite football coach in Jim Harbaugh. You've won games on the field, including beating Ohio State back-to-back, making the college football playoff. Uh, you have the best or one of the best strength and conditioning programs in the country, led by Ben Herbert. The track record of development is there, including guys that were, weren't really highly ranked. The NFL production is certainly there. The NFL experience across the staff um, is certainly there. You have elite academics. So there's just so much that Michigan can offer. You can play on the biggest stage. It's the winningest program of all time. You can go on and on about the positives of playing for Michigan. But in the NIL world, I don't think Michigan will finish, you know, with top five classes like Ohio State unless they find a solution, NIL fizzles out, or they decide to participate in pay-for-play. So that about does it, guys. Also, you know, on the topic of NIL, if you missed my story on the Wolverine yesterday, uh, make sure to read that. Uh, It highlights Empower and Michigan's NIL situation. So uh, subscribe to thewolverine.com as well. It's $1 for one month. It gets you premium insider recruiting information, team information, basketball, basketball recruiting, NIL transfer form, so much more. Plus, you get to be part of a great message board community, all for just $1 for one month at thewolverine.com. Uh, like this video and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It is completely free and we'll be back again next. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.